Hey, um, Blog Talk Radio. And introduce you, okay? 50 million voices mumbling from the streets, talking about the haters and who they will retreat. Now folks are talking hard, hey, checking out the jobs. Despite the hate and lying leaders, we are still alive. I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, stand tall, let me talk, whoa, whoa, I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me Welcome to our show. Welcome to Warrior of Compassion Reflection Discussions. Your co-hosts, Athena LaFlame Edwards and Om Prakash Gilmore. We are always happy to have you here. We are progressives and left-leaning liberals instead of moderates and conservatives pretending to be progressives and especially pretending to be liberals nowadays. Join us to hear the real progressive point of view, the one that's very difficult to hear today on the media. We speak from the progressive and left-leaning liberal point of view, not from people farther to the right, like Richard Nixon, pretending to be progressive. We talk about religion, politics, education, philosophy, and many other views from the point of those who really care and who suffer from bad policies. If there's anything that you don't agree with, we ask that you research it. In the search engines, don't only read the results that are paid for, the ones at the top or the sides of the page, and now they've started putting them at the bottom, so you may think that you're reading some research and you're not. But look deeper, so you find the truth, and you may even want to look at several different search engines. And so we would like to welcome you today to Word of Compassion, Reflections, Discussions, and invites you to check out some more of our radio shows at blogtalkradio.com slash practical-spirituality. like to introduce Athena LaFlame Edwards. Hello, Athena. How are you doing? I'm doing really good today. Thank you, John. As usual, I would like to start with a prayer. God and angels, thank you for guiding our words today. We ask that our vocabulary be infused with love and positive energy. That everything we speak of bring beneficial effects to those who listen. All our words are healing and uplifting. Lord and Lady, we know more things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. Therefore, our voice will rise like a fountain for ourselves, for those whom we call friends, for all mankind. God and Goddess of our hearts, God and Goddess of our realization, Mastermind of which we are a part, enable us to know, to interpret the keen desire of every human heart, to be able to weep with those who weep, to sing with those who sing, to kneel silently when another kneels. Give us your guidance. Shine on our path today that we might see others in an equal light, that we might speak with truth and kindness, that we might walk the path of beauty with a loving heart and a peaceful spirit. Hear the voices of your people raised together in oneness 
Hear our prayers. Let us find unity in diversity. Heal the world. Let us know peace and grant it as sacred. With a thankful heart, so be it. You know, John, everything, everything that's, what is on everybody's minds right now is the impeachment. And if you don't mm-hmm. mind, I, I have a couple quotes from Adam Schiff that I'd like to start the show with. And the first one mm-hmm. is, this is what he says. I wonder how they are going to explain one day when their grandchild comes to them and says, Granddad, Grandmom, please tell me what you did when that unethical man, that terrible man, that man that was putting people in cages, dividing our country, extorting our allies, please tell me what you did to stand up to that man. And then he says, what will the answer be? For too many, it will be nothing. It will be nothing except change. And the other one that he he says is this, the idea that abuse of power is not impeachable would have terrified our founders. You cannot write off a consensus of constitutional scholars by calling them never Trumpers. Unless we are prepared to accept that Article 2 really does allow the president to do whatever he wants. So what do you think of that, John? Yeah, I can I don't know. It's it's um it's all getting pretty outrageous, isn't it, the way these people are behaving. Um he's telling the truth. I mean these people are if if this man gets away with this stuff that he's doing, I think this whole um this country is going to be gone. The, the system it has, the system it has been aiming for anyway, is going to be gone because it's going to be like a dictator instead of a president, basically. You know, um, dictator with a mob, and the Senate will be the mob. Um, well, he so says it constantly. Know. You know, if you listen to some of the late shows, they have him. It's his very own words, and they have clip after clip. Saying his words are saying, with Article Two, I can, that means I can do whatever I want. Article Two gives me power to do whatever I want, and he really believes this. And you know they're not stopping him. When when people were interviewed this weekend on, on the uh, some of the shows, they actually said yes, we believe he did what he did, but it's not enough to to remove him from office. It's not a crime, a criminal enough. It's bad. It's not bad enough. And so they're going to allow him to, and his administration to continue to do what they're doing. But I think there's going to be consequences. I don't think it's, it's that the Republicans are going to get away scot-free with this. Hmm. Well, they um, seem to be very good at um, Cheating on the voting machines all the time. They seem to get away with cheating forever, you know, just throwing people off of lists and all kinds of things like that. I mean, um, if not, they'd be out of there already. Nobody. Likes this means that this, this means that people in the individual states are going to have to gather together and not rely on the federal government to make sure that each vote is counted. They're going to have to make sure that every individual vote is counted in their own individual states, and they're going to have to make sure that there's nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? We we can't rely on the federal government anymore because it's corrupt. uh, With Attorney General Barr, he's totally corrupt. As a matter of fact, now that the uh, justice... uh, system, the Justice Department, instead of fighting for freedom, fighting for what is right, they go into court and they go against the good guys, you know? I mean, they go against yeah. Obamacare, they go against, you know, civil rights, uh, voting rights, whatever they're supposed to be doing to help make people's lives better, they're against it. So you can't rely on the Justice Department anymore. Hey, look at left party. No. He's afraid of the Justice Department. 
This is why he came out, and, mm-hmm. and with all this proof, he's got copies of um, the emails, and he's got tapes of phone calls, and he and he, te- he told people, he says, I can't wait. I can't wait for the Southern New Hampshire District Court, not New Hampshire, Southern New York District, uh, whatever it is. I, I don't remember the exact name, but I, it's the Attorney General thing. And, and, and uh, he said, I, he can't wait for them, for the, for the New York uh, office to do their thing. He's afraid of what's going to happen if it goes into the hands uh, of the Justice Department. He's afraid if, if Barr yeah. gets a hold of it. What does that say about our yeah. country? When the United, you know, somebody, I think he's a citizen. The United States citizen is afraid of the Attorney General and what he can be done. And look at Trump when he's saying that he's going to, you know, Schiff, that little guy Schiff is going to pay the price for what he did. And, and, and mm-hmm. they're saying the white people from the White House are saying, beware. And even what is it? They had a picture of Giuliani smoking a big cigar, laughing, and saying, mm-hmm. ha ha. Now that the, yeah, the Republicans are going to acquit him, they're going to go after everybody, all his enemies. And he, and they came out, they, and yeah. they laughed. Yeah, they even got after Mitt Romney already, they said, because he, um, he voted for the more witnesses, and they already got after him. Um, oh, yeah, they're trying to destroy him. From him. And all kinds of stuff. Yep, that's because he had morals, you know. I mean, even as far right as he could be sometimes, he at least had morals. These people are, like, totally immoral, though. Um, they have no sense of honor. All of them are scared. No, they don't. It's almost like, yeah, it's like it's like Nazi Germany where those guys, you go along with it or you're dead. I mean, look yes, at them. Yes, that's what Chelsea it looks Manning's like. still in jail, right? Chelsea Manning still yes. in jail. For doing what she was supposed to do as a she's soldier, in jail. she's in jail. I think she's in jail because she refused. She refused to testify, and it's amazing. Against, uh, uh, Barr put her in jail for refusing to testify. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they she's in jail for that, and, and the others got... who refused. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible. Yeah, well, they find ways of getting Eric around. I got a Garland she... here. Yeah, I got a quote from Eric Garland that I would like to say here, and that is, "If you are horrified, but what you see by what you see politically, do not transmit despair, but transmit defiance. The enemies of democracy want fear, not an unquenchable thirst for truth and justice." And I agree with this totally. They want us to be afraid. They want us to give up. They want us to think that they are in, that Republicans are in total control and there's nothing we can do about it. But that's not true. We can fight with truth. We can fight with justice and education. We need to, to go out there and educate the people. There are some people trying. What do you think? It's hard, though. It's hard. Um, some of the shows I watch, some of the, the, the YouTube um, channels I watch, people are really doing great jobs. You have some reporters who are like Pulitzer Prize winners and stuff like that telling the truth. But it's like that, then you have all these far-right groups getting sponsored, so they're, flood, they're trying to flood all the information with this false information. Um, but at least there are some people out there telling the truth, you know and doing the work. Um, but they're constantly talking about how um, they're being, like, sabotaged so that they can't make money doing what they want. <laughs> um, so that's happening them most of the time. But, like I said, they're out there doing it for whoever wants to know the truth. Um, I guess that's all you can do. But, people, yeah, but people the thing is, it's up to the – remember when we were going to school – Mm-hmm. Even in high school, John, even in high school, we learned that if you were writing a paper, an essay, or whatever, you, you needed to have at least four sources. So you couldn't just say, well, I heard that from Fox, and this is what it is. No. When you hear something questionable or anything you hear, it, it's up to the individual to start checking, where does this come from? Is this true? 
and who else said it and where, you know, where does it originate? I mean, people have to wake up and they have to start using their common sense and they have to start, um, you know, uh, checking their sources. And, and, you know, most of the stuff that people talk about, it's from his own speeches. You know, it's not as if, well, so-and-so said that Trump said this. No. I mean, I mean, you actually hear from his own voice the things that he says. So how yeah. can it be fake news? Well, that, you know, when they say, "Well, that's what I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the people on the, that's what the people on the um, on the on the good YouTube channels are actually showing clips of him saying stuff and and, the, and Republicans yeah. saying stuff and these big think think tanks saying stuff. So you know that it's true. You know, um, I don't know. You know what bothers me? I'll tell you what bothers me. Is that a hundred million people watched the Super Bowl. And they got all excited and they're all in it and they know the score and they know this and they know that. And if you were to ask these people, do you realize? I mean, this is, you know, the president is being, uh, is on trial and, and he's, you know, he should be removed from office. And, and, and it's as if they're so busy watching a football game, they, they can't be, uh, they, they can't, they're not afraid. They're not afraid of what's happening to our country. They, they live in this fantasy world. Oh, don't bother me. Yeah. I'd rather watch a football game. Everything's okay. Nothing's going to happen. I'm an American. We're the best. We're number <laughs> one. Nothing can happen to us. <laughs> and it really bothers me because yeah. I said, wake up for goodness sakes. Your democracy is at stake. Your freedom is at stake. Your ability to go and vote and have your vote counted is at stake. Uh, and in 2020, I mean, if, if they don't make the census, they don't count everybody, and they continue gerrymandering the way they've been doing, people are going to lose a lot of benefits for the next 10 years. I mean, so well, much. Yeah. So, some There's so much, you know, have. people Some don't people. realize what's happening in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, Fran, Fran was talking with me about um, there's these protests people are talking about having in um, about this impeachment thing in Philly. In Philly, nobody does anything. I mean, you have a protest, and you have like 20 people out there, you know, nationwide protests with 20 people. And I would say, well, if you get Shakira out there, Say Shakira is going to be dancing and signing autographs. And I said, I bet you have half a million people out there because that's all they were talking about. And the Super Bowl and the halftime with Shakira and other women doing some, some dance or some show or something. Everybody was buzzing all about that, right? They don't care about oh, yeah. the other stuff, but they care about all this pop junk um, and arguing about it, you know, whether they should have done it or not. Arguing about little things, you know, all the time. Well, should have they have done this because of, of should they have protested it? And the whole country going to hell it while people are arguing about that. I mean, it's interesting. I, I bet you people who with real power love to have people argue about things like that, things that don't count. Well, they do, they do it on purpose. It's like they, they keep throwing a bone and have, you know, throwing a bone to people and have everybody fight to see who's going to get it, you know, and, and without looking at what's mm-hmm. going on around them. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I think if I rephrase a quote from Susan Hennessy here, and she says, mm-hmm. I don't think people fully grasp the constitutional danger of this moment. By the Senate mm-hmm. refusing to call relevant witnesses with direct testimony of grave presidential wrongdoing, then we can no longer understand impeachment to be a genuine check on the uh, mm-hmm. executive overreach. And then she says, yeah. um, by the Senate refusing to call Bolton, it means that impeachment is merely a measure of how many members of the president's party sat in the Senate. One of the core right. structural checks on executive power is going up in smoke. So which means that yep. any time that you have, you know, next time if it's a Democrat, if you have a Democratic president and we have a, a Democratic majority in the Senate, he can do anything he wants. 
If there is no checks and balance for Trump, and he's, he's, he's putting in a precedent here, he can do anything he wants, and no, nobody mm-hmm. can touch him. And, and yes. it's a very, very bad precedent. They seem to and think it's, that it's, they're going, the Republicans are going to be in charge for they, – they suppress the vote. They, 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 they mm-hmm. do everything they can to prevent people from voting. So they actually believe that they're going to be in power for – they really seem to be doing that, don't they? They're behaving as if yeah. they're always going to be in the majority, and they're not afraid that another party is going to take over. Doesn't that look like that to it's you? Like, yeah, it's, it's like they seem like they have some trick up their sleeve or something, how they're guaranteed to get in, so they're going to do something in 2020 like um, like um, fix the voting machines or something or suppress enough people so they're guaranteed to get in. That's what it seems like to me. They got something up their sleeve. But, you know, the thing, again, I go to the, individ, the individual states. It is up to the people in the individual states to go to their state legislatures and demand paper ballots, demand that every vote is counted, demand that, you know, right here in New Hampshire, you have uh, same-day registration. You know what I'm saying? Protect the right to yeah. vote and and make sure that the polling uh, places are open, that people know where to go to vote. And, and my thinking is, you know, with Bloomberg and Steyer, they're billionaires. They could do anything they wanted with their money. They decided to run for president. I wish they would use mm-hmm. that money instead to go from state to state and help people get registered, help the poor people register, make sure that they can mm-hmm. vote. Because, you know, it, it, it's not every. I mean, they say, oh, you need to have a driver's license. Well, not everybody drives. Well, they say, well, then you can use a, uh, uh, somebody that, a uh, non-driving license. Yeah, but how can you yeah. get, how can these poor people get there? They, they keep putting all kinds of roadblocks so people can't go mm-hmm. and vote. It's um, yeah. Uh, to me, it seems to me it's February of 2020. There's I don't know how many days before November, because but anyways, 200 something. We can use mm-hmm. we should use that time to make sure people register, people know where to vote, mm-hmm. people make sure that the votes are counted. You know, I you mean, know what we're trick. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know the biggest trick I think they they pull like. They said in um, where was that at? Was it in Iowa? No, Wisconsin. They said they sent out these letters to to registered voters to see if they were still there. If they didn't get a response back, they um they threw them off the rolls. Remember that? Now, yes, who said and they they're still doing it. Out? They're doing well, it in Georgia. They they're doing it in Wisconsin. Right. They might not have but if anything they, out. The thing is up to people. It's up to people to make sure they're registered. You know, this is Uh going to put a lot of responsibility, accountability on the individual voter. You can no longer take it for granted that they're going to keep your name on their registry. You know what I'm saying? You you can't. Mm -hmm. You have to check. You have to contact them. You, You have to make sure it's in your power. Don't allow them to win. So, so, you know, people are going to have to get off their, you know what, and start checking and start uh, educating themselves. It doesn't take that long. You know, well, you, 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 go, you do a fact check on, on, on uh, Google and you get a lot of information. But do you think people in this country will do that, though? I have my doubt. I have my doubts. Maybe. Well, I don't know. You, you know, there was, I listened to this Black Caucus this morning, just, just before you called. I think they're still going on. And this woman came up and she was saying how the uh, the right to vote was being, you know, uh, taken away by a lot of uh, different states and stuff. And she says, I think uh, that she gave us a, a number for people to call to make sure that their vote was uh, safe or something to do with uh, where to register or whatever. Anyway, the, the number was 866-U-VOTE. 
And so mm-hmm. maybe if people are wondering if they're registered or whatever, maybe they can use that number and they can get information. Because we really need to yeah. guard our voting ability. Yeah. I'm from a small town. So the thing, the danger, I think, is with the big cities. Uh, well, I don't, in my small town anyway. Everybody knows you because it's such a small town. So I know I'm registered. As a matter of fact, I've already voted absentee ballot, so there's no problem with that. But uh, people just have to, you know, they don't take anything for granted. Not anymore, right? You can't take anything for granted. Not anymore. You know, that was the government front cover. is not doing anything. No, no. Government uh, is not was, doing anything. It's almost a, with the Republicans in charge, the government is no longer our friend. There was a front cover in the New York Magazine on June 2019, and they have Trump sitting on a throne on a, on a high chair, and there's a picture of Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, and Attorney General Barr, and they're actually shining mm-hmm. his shoes. And the caption says, mm-hmm. our founding fathers never, ever imagined a corrupt president, a corrupt attorney general, and a corrupt Senate leader. Mm-hmm. And not I mean, at the you same look at time. that. Says, no, not all at the same time. And it's and then you look <laughs> at what's happening in the Supreme Court. You look what's happening with the way that they are packing the courts with ultra conservative right wing ideologues. I think he's what mm-hmm. 180 now that they've been packing. You know, instead of passing laws that help protect everybody, that take care of our country, they're sitting on 400 uh, House bills. They're just sitting on it because they don't have time mm-hmm. to pass bills. They don't have time to debate bills that will help our protect our election, protect us from the Russian oligarchs. Oh, no, they don't have time for that. They're using all their time to pack the courts. I mean, this is, you know, this is really dangerous. Because they're packing the court. Yes. They, 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 they're corrupt in the Justice Department. They're corrupt in the, uh, you know, every everything they touch is corrupt. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's like um, this is going to be, there's going to be repercussions for this for the next 50 or 60 years, you know, maybe even yes. longer. Yes. Because they're destroying so much. And they tell mm-hmm. me, you know, People my age, and they says, well, we're not going to see the worst of it. We're on a descent now, and a descent to what I call hell, a descent to losing our freedom, to losing anything that's good about our country. But we won't see, I don't think we will, I don't know. I might live for another 10 years. I don't know. I hope. But I worry about my grandkids. That's weak, though. Yeah, (laughs) it's starting to go down pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. They're already this is another quote, and, like and I like this quote, know. John. For the rest of mm-hmm. my life, I do not want to hear another Republican lecture about law and order, family values, mm-hmm. or morality. The party of Trump has lost all credibility on those matters. So what do you think? Yeah, that's true. And, and, and unfortunately, our country has... Uh, Worldwide, our country has lost that. We can't speak out against anything anymore because we just shouldn't. No. Like, we're one of the worst, most corrupt countries in the world now. You know, we can't speak we have about, about anything. cages. Yeah. And yeah. Everything that he has touched and is they, corrupted. Everything. They killed all these Black Lives Matter leaders and pretended like they committed suicide. Um most of them who were involved in that big march, big protest, I can't, St. Louis was or somewhere, they killed three or four of them, pretending like they committed suicide. So they murdered Oh, goodness. Right. Um, and they, and, they, they, and the they, thing is, it's not just in America. You know what's scary? This is happening all over the world, John. I, I just saw there on mm-hmm. Facebook about... Um, I don't. I can't remember. It's a South American country, and I can't remember if it was Ecuador or, or one of those South American countries. But but these miners and these loggers, they be they they, they uh, went in and they killed about 
10 of the uh, indigenous people, you know, and, and they, yeah, they're I killing all the leaders. That was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. killing all the I leaders don't... that are fighting to, to protect their land, and, 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 and they're doing this all over. You know, and and, yeah, and, and you in Brazil at they going... doing it on purpose. They said they were in yeah. Brazil. They said they were that president. Yeah, they're continuously killing the the leaders who are trying to to protect their land. Well, look at what we are still doing it here in our country. When the Native Americans they fight uh, against the Keystone uh, pipeline, and they're fighting to protect mm-hmm. their their cemeteries and their sacred sacred land. And they they are put in jail, and, and it's like somebody said, you yeah. know, what what would people do if somebody went over and, and they put a pipeline in a white white only cemetery? They would never allow that. Mm-hmm. So why do they allow them to have yeah. a pipeline in the cemetery of the Native Americans? You know, they, they, yeah. they have always always discriminated against. They've always stolen from never respected anything from the Native Americans, and they continue to do, and, and what? He's trying to, they stole what they say, it's a public park, public lands, blah, blah, blah. But they stole that from the Indians, and now they're trying to privatize right. it and, 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 and to allow these big corporations to take, take over and to mine it and stuff. And it's a yeah. again. A hundred million people go see a football game, and they're all excited, football, football. But all these things that are happening in their country, they're blind. Oh, they can't worry about that. They're too busy going to a football game. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, it reminds me of the old, um, there's some old biblical thing. I don't remember who it was, either Jeremiah or Isaiah or something, when Babylon was, was about to destroy the country. And he said that they're more... Um, they're more interested in, in going to wine tasting contests and learning the best type of wine than they are of hearing the truth and, and saving themselves. <laughs> you know, that's very similar. It's like, well, we're more interested in the latest fashion or the latest iPhone. Maybe, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like than, my son than, says, uh, Mom, he says as long, as long as it doesn't affect them personally, as long as it does not touch them personally, Anything goes. They really don't care what happens mm-hmm. to the, the other people. They don't care if kids are in cages. It doesn't touch them. They, they don't care if people are yeah. losing, you know, talk about losing food stamps. I know this person who's on food stamps. Very, she, all, she has a Social Security disability. And mm-hmm. she received a $100 check for her birthday, okay? And yeah. uh, as you know, when you're receiving aid... They have to check, uh, you have to give them your bank statement, they have to know everything that, that you, you're doing with your money, blah, blah. You, you re- they own you, you know, you, you're almost like a, I'm going to say it, slave. They own you. Anyway, they yeah. found out that she yeah. had a $100 check, and they questioned it, and she lost her food stamps for one month because somebody gave her a birthday that. present. That's terrible, though. It's and, horrible. It is. It, it, it's a fact. As a matter of fact, I say a month. I actually don't know how many months it was. She just got it back, and her birthday was in November. And, and, and mm. she, I just, well, you know, my, I talked to her again recently, and she says, "Oh, ma," she says, I, I, "You know," she says, "I finally got my food stamps back." Well, there's some, so I mean, there's this is this I've is so horrible. Hearing. Yeah, but there's people I've been hearing now. They said that now they have to go in every six months to prove and take all this paperwork to prove they're disabled. Some of them can't even get anywhere, you know. Some of them are in such bad shape um, that they can't even get anywhere every six months. So now they're adding a burden of them having to do all this paperwork and go to the doctor and get examined over and over again to prove that they're disabled. That's what they're doing in Pennsylvania. I don't know if it's hit any other states yet because that's the new laws that Trump wants to push through, basically. So they're just—they're going after people little by little, you know. They start with one group, and then oh, they yes. move up to the next. Then they move up to the next. Um, first, they started with the immigrants. Then they're starting with disabled people. It's just like when they put the people in the in the um, work camps in, in Nazi Germany, right? Who did they start off with first? They start off with the 
it was the the immigrants, and they went to the disabled people. You know, um, it's just crazy. And they knew, like you're saying, they knew that if they go after a small group, everybody else not being affected won't lift a finger to help. You know, they keep no, going they after won't. small groups. Yeah, and they devastate one, and they go up to the next level, and they devastate them. They keep going up until the majority of people are are sort of enslaved. That's what they're doing. And that's and what I they're doing now. That we're, get, we're losing our power more and more. You know, I got this thing that, that's an, another quote, but I want to say it. I am tired of liberal being used as an insult. Liberation, no. Liberalism gave you the vote. Liberalism gave you equality. Liberalism gave you free speech. Liberalism gave mm-hmm. you un, uh, inalienable rights. Liberalism is the enemy of tyrants, and I will be forever proud mm-hmm. to defend it. And then there's something else that they were saying, you know, the conservatives are always saying that liberals are destroying America. And how liberals are destroying America is they believe in science. They allow people to marry who they want. They don't want to... Uh, they don't want to kick out hardworking immigrants. They uh, let women control their own bodies. They want to prevent mass shootings, and they don't want people to die because they can't afford health care. And, and the conservatives mm-hmm. think that because this is what the liberals believe, they're destroying America. And, and you kind of wonder, <laughs> what kind of mind is this? And, and, and mm-hmm. if you look at what the Republicans, they don't believe in science. And this is not something that just happened. Remember when George W. Bush was running for president? So this is what mm-hmm. now? 1984? When was he running? 80, 84? Anyway, uh, when he was running for president. Which, um, which Bush, the big one or the little one? The, the young, the, the junior. Um, he was around, he was what? He was like late, late, like. 99 or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, when he was he ran, and, and they, they, there was a debate, and they were asking them if they believed in evolution, and every single candidate running for president said they did not believe in evolution. And right then and there, mm. they started the war on science. I mean, really, they have. Well, you, that, that's why well, they you don't believe in you know, the FDA and all that. Yeah. Well, George Bush, remember, he claimed that he was um, he was born again. He went to who do you say, Billy Graham, and became born again Christian. And he said, remember that in that debate, he said that Jesus was his hero or something, just to get the that the, um, there was religious fanatics on his side. And ever since then, that's what they've been doing, getting those religious fanatics it, on their do side. Do you know that there are some people? Who are saying that Now I don't know which nut said this But somebody actually said it That if Jesus and Mary Was running in politics Against Trump, Trump would win And if if that doesn't make you Sick to your stomach, I don't know what will You know, I have a quote here Jesus wouldn't even win the primary (laughs) I know He wouldn't, not with his teachings He wouldn't (laughs) Yeah. The quote from James Madison is, the purpose of the separation of church and state is to keep forever from these shores the ceaseless strife that has soaked the soil of Europe in blood for centuries. Our forefathers, they knew when you don't separate the church and the state and you have a state religion, that means that anyone who doesn't belong to the state religion is going to be discriminated against, is going to be persecuted, and that's why they definitely wanted to separate the church and state. What do you think of that? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And and, um, as soon as you have power like that, you know that um, basically any criminal who can pose as somebody who's – who can get a big gathering behind them, right, and pretend like they're super holy. Any criminals who want power are going to pour into those religious institutions. 
going to destroy both the state and the religion, basically, you know. Uh, and that's what's happening now. We see now. it happening in front of our own eyes right now. I, I have a, a wonderful yeah. quote from Frederick Douglass. And he's, I love Frederick Douglass. He says, I love the pure, peaceable, and impartial Christianity of Christ. I therefore hate the corrupt, slave-holding, woman-whipping, cradle-plundering, partial and hypocritical Christianity of this land. Indeed, I can see no reason for the most deceitful one for calling their, the religion of this land Christianity. I look upon it as a climax of all misnomers, the boldest of all frauds, and the grossest of all libels. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful quote? Yeah, it's very accurate, too, you know, um, very accurate. I had read where in some countries, I can't remember what country it was, that old um, Billy Graham's son, I can't even remember his name because he disgusts me so much. They said it, they Franklin? didn't allow him Franklin to come Graham? there. Yeah, they they didn't allow yeah, him to Franklin come Graham. there. They don't want him coming with his, his hate speech. They don't allow people and, 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 and religions that preach hate come in their, in their um, country. So they, they, they canceled these rallies he was supposed to be giving somewhere in Europe. I mean, we're not sophisticated enough that because of this hatred game, stuff like that, you know, he preached against whole groups of people. And they're right. He's just preaching hate. Um, yes. Why don't we Absolutely. rise up like that? There are some countries well, you know, uh, together, this idea of free speech free speech in, in this land covers a lot of um, immorality and ethical speech. you know what I'm saying uh, it, it, yes. free speech yes. it's as if they, they it gives them uh, the the ability to lie at will, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm guaranteed free yeah. speech for the First Amendment, so I can go in front of the people and I can lie my head off. And nobody can do anything about mm-hmm. it because it's my guaranteed right, you know. And that's how they get away with it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the free speech. You know, just to talk like about the. Uh, right? It's like. Well, it's like everything that's good, right? First, you had the Republicans who were like this um, super progressive party. Then the evil people went and took that over, right? Um. Now you have people trying to do that to the Democratic Party. The corporate people are trying to take that over. You had the church that was the free people. Then these evil, power-hungry people went, and instead of making it include all, they make it exclude all the people, you know. And it was freedom of speech. It was for people to be able to speak out for justice and truth. And now all the liars are rushing in claiming freedom of speech so they can lie and corrupt everything. It's like these groups of evil people find ways to slip into all the institutions and turn them around to make them destructive instead of life-giving. And we are yep, in a I time in history you. where where it's really happening a lot because you can see in our system where they're trying to make the checks and balances evil, you know, um, joining together making a corrupt judicial system, corrupt Senate, trying to make a corrupt Congress and a corrupt head, the executive branch, right? And they're purposely recruiting these people who were either um, accused of crimes or gotten out of jail or child molesters or all these horrible people and putting them in positions of power. It's almost like the AIDS virus where they say the AIDS virus would they take the T cells, which were the ones that were supposed to fight off all the viruses, and they'd implant the virus into the T cells, the ones that were supposed to keep the system healthy, so that when the T cells went around, they spread it faster. That's what they're doing now. They're putting this poison in all the systems that are supposed to keep the system healthy so that it spreads faster and it's more disastrous. So now instead of like a cancer, they're like an HIV virus, basically. You know, basically, you're right. It's funny. You know, I have another quote that I'd like to say right here, and it says, stay hopeful, because people of every nationality, 
religious affiliation, and life circumstance who have preceded us have experienced all manner of hell during their lifetime, unspeakable suffering and unthinkable fear, and would not relent. We cannot either. And this is a quote from John Pavlovich. And I, and I agree with it totally. We can't allow those who deem themselves above the law to win and demolish our democracy. Do everything you can to make sure people vote out the Republicans in 2020. You know, this is a thing. You and I keep saying it. People have to wake up. They ha- I mean, don't take our, like you say all the time at the beginning of the show, don't take our word for it. Do your own research. Get three or four different sources. Listen, mm-hmm. you know, tie yourself to a chair and try to listen to some of Trump's speeches. And you'll know, you know, you'll know where this man is coming from. I mean, right yeah. now, who, who listens to his speeches? And if they listen to his speeches and, and they say, oh, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. I mean, there's something wrong there, something totally, totally wrong. Yeah. And, you know, we started talking about religion. You know, when Obama was in office, only 30% of white evangelicals told pollsters that they would forgive a president's immoral behavior. 30% now mm-hmm. of white evangelicals. Now under yeah. Trump, it's 72%. And this is from yeah. a, the source of this is a PRR polling New York Times. And that, my mm-hmm. friends, is what they call hypocrisy and white yeah. privilege. As most, uh, you know, they're all white evangelicals. So they, they would, uh, you know, 70% would not forgive him if only 30% would. But it's totally mm-hmm. reversed when it comes to Trump. They'll forgive him anything. Yeah. Seventy two percent would forgive him anything. Mhm. Yeah, I was reading an article uh, 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 article from Sojourner Truth that was talking about the the damage done to um the evangelical church and them saying that they needed to find some way to really distinguish themselves from these um the people who call themselves evangelicals now who are just in it for politics and power. And that was one of their dilemmas, you know, that this group is just tainting the whole view of of being an evangelical. Um, So there are people who have noticed that, and and the real Christians are really struggling with that. Um. You know, when you talk about real Christians, I just want to say this, that CNN reported Trump has rescinded restrictions on the United States military's ability to use land mines, weapons that have been banned by more than 160 countries due to their history of killing and wounding civilians. And then Trump loosens them and they say, how can anyone proclaim themselves to be pro-life and do that? Name all anti-life policies of this administration. All these policies are anti-life. The children are in cages. They're separating the parent and the child. Some might never be reunited. The children and adults who died in Border Patrol custody. And they refuse a doctor's entry. They refuse to allow them to be vaccinated against flu. Uh, mm. They ban uh, on asylum seekers. They change the rules of entry. They're getting rid of regu- regulations and the EPA and the FOA. They're cutting Medicaid. They're cutting food stamps and most any program that helps people. So how can they say, you know, that they're pro-life? They're anti-choice. That's what they are. That's what they've always been, anti-choice. Um, and they have all these sweet little words like pro-life when they don't care about anybody, you know. The only reason they care about what they call unborn children is because unborn children can't cost them anything. 
so they can use yeah. that as a rallying cry to steal everything else from everybody else um, because they can't, because the, the unborn is, children is can't complain accept, about it. People accept the terminology, John. I mean, there's well, more, you know, many of us out there that are, we, we have to stop saying pro-life and start saying, hey, pro-cheaters. Because that's all they are. Mm-hmm. They only care yeah. if, 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 you know, they're not pro-life whatsoever because there's nothing about their policies that help life. They're against, uh, you that's know, right. help for everybody. You know, a constitution says the general welfare. Well, the general welfare is not spending trillions of dollars for wars. That's not the general welfare. The general welfare is taking care of our people. You know, there's a tweet from Trump that I want to say right now, and it says, are you better off now than you were three years ago? And he says, almost everybody says yes. And then Misha Collins responded, really? Did you ask the farming and industrial communities you strangled with a useless trade war? Of the 800,000 dreamers who now live in terror, um, did you ask this of the 700,000 struggling Americans you're taking food stamps away from? Did you ask this of the United States citizens separated from their loved ones by your Muslim ban? And the truth is this. The national debt topped $23 trillion for the first time. Income inequality is worse than ever. Millions of Americans have lost their health insurance. Manufacturing is in a recession. Farm bankruptcies are the highest in 10 years. Economists predict a recession in 2021. And individuals now pay more in taxes than corporations. So what do you think of that? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is terrible. It's, um, everybody sort of I talk with some people sometimes, and it's like um, <sighs> there are people who – I met somebody who's got, a, who's got this new job working at a bank, and you know the bank is paying less than $20 an hour a bank paying less than $20 an hour to somebody. Now, can you imagine yeah. that during this this day and age with a professional um, I hate to sound ungrateful or ignorant or anything, but that's not enough. Just for the clothing you have to wear there. <laughs> you know, you have to drive back and forth. You have to pay rent, you know. Those jobs yeah, there, there's, pay very well. It's, yeah, yeah, there's just like no living wage because of high cost of yeah, living. No, That's why. Yeah. Yeah, it's like nobody, everybody's like this in this, and that's almost three times minimum wage. It's like there's this, this economic enslavement of most people, right? It's not everybody, of course. But like here in Philly, they say about 70% of the people are, or or at or um very close to the the poverty rate. Seventy percent of the people in the city. Imagine that. That's crazy. Yes, I believe that. You know, yeah. this, is, this is something else that I saw here, and they say this is something that everybody, all the Republicans, are always saying. We cannot afford this. Those are the conservatives. We can't afford health care. We can't afford infrastructure. We can't afford public transport public education, renewable energy, clean environment. We can't afford to feed the poor. We can't afford public elections. But things we can afford, the Iraq and Afghan wars, which has already cost us 4 to $6 trillion. Wall Street bailout, the, uh, the bailout, it cost us $12.8 trillion. And then big oil subsidies. We are actually giving $37.5 billion a year to big oil, to subsidize big oil. And then this is something that really blew my mind. We have paid $1.5 trillion for the F-35 jet program. One jet. One mm-hmm. jet. So we're paying trillions of, for a jet. 
you know, nobody questions <laughs> the amount of money that we spend for the military. Oh, we have to protect ourselves. Self-defense, self-defense. Really? Yeah. I mean, Even from aliens, yeah. we got you know, something that came now. up. Something that came up, and I got to bring this up. I was talking to somebody, John, and they were saying they were very upset with Trump. And they said, it's karma. I hope karma gets Trump, you know, because of what he has doing. And they said, whatever you do comes back to you. And the only thing I could think of is, you know, maybe not. Because if you look at what's going on around the world, the Nazis, the white supremacists, what we consider the bad guys seem to be winning. And then I, I was thinking, I said, you know, Maybe karma is catching up to America, but it's catching up in a bad yes. way because maybe, maybe we have to start paying for interfering in other people's elections that we have been doing since ever. Maybe we have to pay for assassinating their leaders. You know, we interfere in their elections. We assassinate their leaders. We go into their lands and we take over their minerals. We take over their oil. And we interfere. We have interfered in practically every country on Earth. And because yeah. we are big, we are strong, and whatever we do is right. We are altruistic, and everything we do is in our national interest. And I keep saying, define national interest. And I do a lot of research, and in my mind, according to the big shots, I say if this is our national interest, it's actually the corporate interest. It's not the interest of That's the people. Right. What do you think? Mm-hmm. That's true. It's always been that way. And um, sometimes when they're talking about us and our interests and how good things, well, things are doing, you look, they're only talking about, about top 10% of the people and the corporations are doing well. So to them, everything's fine. Things could be better yeah. you know, because they're doing well and everybody else is fighting over crumbs or or trying to cut back on all kinds of stuff, right? And um, and the sa- and the sad thing is that people are trying to cut back on things, at this, and at the same time, they're constantly hearing messages that they are like lazy and useless and inferior if they don't buy all of this crap that they really don't need, you know. Um, so it's like this double whammy where. Everything is stolen from you, and you're told you're no good because you can't get back what should be yours anyway. That's how our system has been running all the time. And yes, I think I agree it's with you. sort of karma coming back on us. Look at the history of this country, right? From Absolutely. What well, we did, did to the start Indians. Off with? People are stealing food from the in- Stealing food, the Indians find um, the pilgrims come here. The Indians find them in a storage, grain storage, trying to steal food. First thing that they do when they put their foot on the on the land is they try to steal food from the Indians. And the Indians are like, "Well, you could have asked us for it, and we'd have given it to you. What are you stealing it for?" You know, and it's been like that ever since, right? And they're still doing it. <laughs> um, you know, there's a yeah. quote here that from John Stewart, and I'd like to say it. It says, "John says, I think." I'm beginning to get it. If it's a policy that benefits the rich, then it does not have to be paid for, and it should last forever, and is good for America. But if it's a policy that benefits the poor, hey, we can't afford it. We should end it as soon as possible, and it will destroy our nation from within. Now, doesn't that make sense to Mm. you, that that's the way they think? Sure does, yeah. Yeah, well, we have run out of time, Athena, once again. Okay. Um, well, I enjoyed oh, this. You know, I have... Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, okay. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, a couple much. of weeks. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. There we have it, folks. Two weeks from now, we'll be back to discuss more from the progressive point of view, not people pretending to be progressive, but people who really believe in the things that this country has put forward and the enlightenment put forward.
like life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Not for 1%, not for 10%, but for each and every person in this country. 50 million voices mumbling from the streets, talking about the haters and who they will retreat. Now folks are talking heartache, checking out the jobs. Despite the hate and lying leaders, we are still alive. I, 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 I,